episode 211 today. Yesterday was 210, obviously, but I completely forgot to mention 210 because we, you know, every time JR is on, he comes on to a recording. We don't like start the show when he's on. We just bring him on right away because it's all raw. So I completely forgot to mention episode 210. So, you know, it's like you have one job, right? You have one job, get it right, and you can't get it right. What's going on? We're both in awe of you. I've never seen cheekbones. I've never seen cheekbones like yours. I've never seen a guy that literally looks like you. It looks like you like take your beard and just stick it on your face instead of growing it. You know, like it's ridiculous. How much manicuring do you need? Not much, man. You get like, it's not that bad. Like, I don't know. I do it every few days. I'll let it grow for like, I don't know. I'll shave like in the line every three days or whatever, four days, but I'll like, I'll take it down with the manscape. I don't know. Once a week. Have you ever had, have you ever had a, like the, like in the movies where they take the straight blade and do your beard and shave it. Have you ever had that before? I haven't had it on my beard. I've had it on like the back, you know, like at a barber shop, like the back of your neck or whatever. Yeah, like I've had, hair, I've had like it down the side. It's awful. It's I, it, I, I don't mind it. it no, Why no, is no, it I, awful? Because I'm you're talking, think the guy's going to slit your throat. I'm talking about on the face. I've had it on the face, and it's oh, okay, it's, okay, okay. it's awful, and it's not it's 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 not awful from the standpoint of um. You know, like you get the, the, the hot washcloth is nice. You know, they, they soften you all yeah. up. They put the lotions and everything on you and they, they get all the hair soft and the skin soft and everything and they shave it and it's good when they shave it down, but then they pull like your skin and they start going up against the grain. At least this one did that I went to. And it's like, it was really sensitive when they start like going really close. I mean, it's like, 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 you know, you're, you're already close, man. Like there's no hair there, but then they like pull it and like open up your 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 hair follicles and they just they start shaving it back so it can be unpleasant how's that (laughs) (laughs) especially down here too like at the like down by the adam's apple i just think like you you think about the movies right you're watching the movies and you go to the barber shop and everybody's getting the nice clean uh shave and they're doing that and all of a sudden they're Throat gets slit in the movies. Like <laughs> that's what I think about the whole time. It freaks me out when I would have my well, necks. If the guy's doing my neck, and I'm thinking, oh God, I'm like, what am I doing in this vulnerable position? I don't like that. How many enemies do you have in Buffalo, bud? Like, yeah. what are you worried about? I gotta, well, listen, I'm I'm on a podcast, <laughs> and I I give my opinion, and that's that uh, that's enemy enough for some of these people. So you know, that's yeah, good, some, point. good point. So, someone's gonna find out that Craig's next in the seat, and they're gonna be like, hey, yeah, exactly. That Craig, really like good. I, uh, I want you to just like, apply like a little more pressure. Exactly, apply a little more <laughs> pressure right under the jugular there, and press. It's all right, Riv. We would steer the ship, bud. Steer the ship, Captain. Steer the ship. I can steer the ship a number of ways. Uh, I can start with this. Uh, I have um, a theory after watching some of the Sabres games lately. You have been vocal, and I think Van's been vocal. I think Ribs has been vocal. We all have about moves at the deadline to make this team better. And, you know, I'm starting to wonder, do we just... Do we just hold Pat here until and ride out the season? Do you just 
Like, forget about Timo Meyer. Forget about bringing in and acquiring a, a major piece or shipping out a piece. Like, why are we? Why are we gonna? I, why are we gonna tinker with this? I, I I've said it, and I'll hold true to it. Like, it's I don't know. Like, you have a good thing going. You're growing, and you got a great team, and they're playing for each other, and you're having success. You're exactly where you want to be in the. I don't want to call it in the rebuild, but like you're exactly where you want to be right now. You're you have a chance to make playoffs. So why are you going to go and make a move? You know what I mean, like just to make a move, just to say we made a move. So I'll hold firm to that. You know. Yeah, chemistry can be chemistry can be messed with. I think. Well, what about hundred? Well, every every GM that's their biggest coming down the stretch at uh, deadline time. That's exactly what are they talking about? How is this going to affect our room? How How is this going to add to it? Is it going to be good for our room? Is it not going to be good for our room? Is this player uh, going to help us? You know, like uh, Evander came when he came in uh, to the Sharks. Like, how is this going to affect us? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, let me ask you this, so, Gil. When, when, when I sit here and I... in our room? When I, when I tell you about a, a, a player that's... 26 years old, 26. What does that sound like to you and the Sabres? You like the age? What do you mean? Yeah, you I like don't mind the age, age one bit. Yeah, why, why is that? What do you mean, why is that? Because it's right in their prime. coming in Right their prime. in their prime. Um, older than the young the youngness. Like, Cage Thompson's, what, 24, 25? You have middle stat, yeah. who's 24. You have uh, uh, power, that's 20. Um, all these players are all under the age of 23. Like it's a super young yeah. team. And when you have a 26 year old, you're like, that's a good age because he's a little bit older than our, than our core. This 26 year old, his prime is going to be the next six years. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Okay. So moving forward and talking about a player, when you, when you're thinking about, let's try and get better here. Okay. 21 goals in 81 games, 30 goals in 78 games, 22 goals in 70 games, 12 goals in 54 games. 35 goals in 77 games this year, 28 goals, 49 games. Timo Meyer. Give me a, give me a name. Timo Meyer is, is a very, very good player. Last year he had 76 points, 35 goals in 77 games this year. He's got 28 goals, 48 points in 49 games. This guy is a stud playing on an average hockey team in San Jose that doesn't have the same skill set and future that Buffalo Sabres have. Could you imagine acquiring Timo Meyer and seeing what he could do moving forward? Well, my, my first questions, if you're diving into this one, why and how, and are the sharks willing to part ways with them? Mike Greer, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got a 26 year old in his prime. Like you said, this is like, this brings me back to every argument you have about fantasy football trades. You come to me with this trade, how it's going to benefit me, but you still want to make the trade. You, you want to swearing me right now. You're, you're, you're giving out my, you, you, you give this whole paragraph long explanation why i'm winning this trade if i'm winning this trade so much why are you making it so why so i'm just happy to, to help you out 
yeah, you're just a good guy. You're a good you know, guy. You're I, trying I can, to help I, out a last place team in so fantasy are you, football. Are you telling I me did. right now? You telling me right now that now Timo Meyer here? This is not me. I'm not throwing out a fantasy trade. I'm throwing out the information that I get on, you know, Sportsnet, ESPN, uh, Twitter. It's, it's out there. there. It's, the it's been confirmed that the Sabers have have I, I, inquired I, I, or, or talked about. And and that's not. I know that's I, not I'm what not, you're I'm saying, not, Joe. I'm not, Yes, I'm not. What I'm saying you is, you want to know why my first, career would get that's rid of my him. first. That's my first thought. You're talking about a 26 year old in the prime of his career. You know what I mean? I don't care whether you're in a rebuild or not in San Jose. That's a guy that you should be able to. I'll to tell you the first thing I around. thought, Gio, you know when I saying? heard this. So, the fir- so if, if they build for three years, four years, you still have him for three or four years of his prime. So I that's. Question I don't think they one. want Sorry, him for three off, or four years of his prime. I think they want Matt Savoy and a first round pick. And I'm just using the Sabres yeah, yeah. as an example. And that's it. Pete. And another piece for 12 years. That's what I, I think. Yeah. They want. yeah. Like, I okay, think it's, so- I think it's about, you know, having a, you're, you're going to pay this guy an extreme amount of money. He's up for a $10 million qualifying offer. And, and Gio, listen, your questions are all valid because the first thing I said was, like red flags went up. Why is Mike Greer getting rid of this guy? Mike Greer is the highest of character human beings in, in the sport of hockey. Okay. Why is he getting rid of this guy? So I'm like, why is this? And And then, and it it may be nothing wrong with Meyer, right? right, Like it may be just like you're talking that they are resetting and they want long. I think they just don't want to have a guy there for the next three, four years until they're ready to be good, making $8 million just performing. And maybe even Timo Meyer doesn't want to be a part of that. Like we got to look at that too. hundred percent. So that's why I posed the question. Why is it? And now that's the first thing you need to look at is why the why of it. It's going to lessen. It's going to lessen the value of Meyer. If, if someone's ever catches (laughs) wind that Timo Meyer wants out of there. Right. So Greer's, he's probably just going to make it look like he's, for you know, sure. Trying to make a good hockey. That's his plan. Yes, well, you need right. to understand that Timo Meyer, like Petey said, this season he's a restricted free agent. So he's finishing his contract. He's 26 years old. So he has one year before he's unrestricted, but you have to qualify him at $10 million. So for one year, Mike Greer is going to qualify Timo Meyer for $10 million, And then most likely he's going to lose Timo Meyer next year to unrestricted free agency. So he's getting yeah, ahead so he of it. To get he's getting yeah. ahead of it. And I sit there and I say, um, Kevin Adams is going to say, yeah, we're really interested in you, Timo, but we are not going to be paying you $10 million a year for the next seven years. We can come to an agreement at 8 million, eight and a half million. We will pay you that. And it is out there year. that, that if Greerzy gets a package that he feels happy with to trade him, that he will then give the team permission to speak. Sign to his and trade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But so that but it, it brings me to the next question when you're making a deal like that, like everyone's like, ah, go get this guy. He's scoring all this. Where does he fit into your team? He might not be the 30-40 goal scorer on the Buffalo Sabres that he is on San Jose. He might not be put in the same position to have the same numbers that he has in San, San Jose. So how does he fit into your roster, and does he become an overpaid depth scorer? You know what I mean? Like like you said, Rivs, like Buffalo can't afford to sign him for $10 million. You know what I mean? So what yep. is he in the landscape of your team? How does he fit into the landscape of your team and where it's going with the guys you have 
and your core. You know what I mean? So it's easy to say, let's make these hockey trades, but these well, are all the you, things that go on behind the scenes. You ask yourself, like a guy like, for an example, J.J. Paterka, he has really exploded onto the scene. He's got a lot of clout that goes beside his name. The the um, the abilities that he has are going to be top-notch. Here's the thing. You're going to have to pay him in two years. Two years, you're going to have to pay J.J. Paterka a lot of money. Because in two years from now, right now he's got what? He's on pace for what? 40 points a year, Petey? Somewhere around there? Yeah, right around there. Well, in two years from now, when he's in his third year of his deal, I guarantee you that kid could be upwards of 60, 70 points. Okay? You might not be able to pay J.J. Paterka, but guess what? Yari Kulich who's a first-round draft pick, 28th overall, who plays very similar to J.J. Paterka, who's in the minors right now, has a longer leash, a longer time period of, of play because he still hasn't started his entry-level contract. Do you understand? So J.J. Paterka might be a player that Mike Greer is looking at. You might be looking at a possible first-round draft pick. Um, uh, you know, there's there's lots these these are the problems Kevin Adams wants to have. These are the problems that he's coming into because he's doing a great job with building this team and having this team have a turnaround. With that also being said, it, it's going to come to a point here where they are going to not be able to or not want to get rid of a Paterka if he's serviceable for two more years and then deal with it then. Like Chicago Blackhawks when they were in their prime, like LA Kings when they were in their prime, like Tampa Bay was in their prime. They lose assets for nothing to win another cup or have another run at the cup. You know what I mean? Like to have the 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 success they had over a six, seven year span, Blackhawks, Kings, yeah. Tampa. Look at the they turnover had they to, had they, to do. They had to they exactly they had to run a, a guy to the very limit of what they could with not optimizing the assets coming back their way. You know what I mean? Like with, with a lot of times these teams are trading for guys on expiring deals anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like it's going to come to a point where that kind of stuff is going to happen where, yeah, ideally maybe you want to take advantage of the, the value of a player a year or two early, but, you want him to 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 help your team in the short term for that year or two instead of getting the the asset long term. Now, Gio, don't get me wrong. I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I like the idea of Timo Meyer. I, I think I'm just kind of more on board with leaving things the way they are. And I mean, I just don't know if you can get him in the offseason. That's the problem. You yeah, know, I don't, that's I don't where know. the problem yeah. lies. But I will say this though. Tell me what you think of this line. If you have Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck on the top line, because because Meyer's a right winger, right? And you have Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins. Meyer's JJ. a left winger. Uh, it says right here. On, he's a left shot. He's a left shot anyway. But okay, I don't it says know where he it, 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 look. I, I like he's, a, he's a winger. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're a winger, you should be able to fucking play both sides. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So he's a winger. But I mean, if he's a true right winger, I mean, you could move Jack Quinn to the left because he does play an offside shot left wing. Have Dylan Cousins in the middle with Timo Meyer on the right. Be a pretty unbelievable line. Yeah. 
I, I don't for sure it would. And I, I, I've never not said on, on this, not to make moves. I just think you need to be cautious with the moves you make. And I think reading into what Kevin Adams says, that's his plan is to be cautious and make sure that it's the right fit for our team at the right time. Which I'm is absolutely to- frustrating for some people, and it was extremely frustrating for me. But after watching the way this team plays, I'm thinking the way you are, Gio. I'm like, well, maybe leave the only it. Reason it. The only reason it's frustrating is because it's been 10-plus years of not making playoffs and of this talk right. of a rebuild. If, if, this, if this was Kevin Adams' year three of three, everybody's on board with what he's doing. But I think that's what he's been trying to preach since he got here is, Listen, I understand the impatience and where we are as a city and as an organization, but I want to do it right. I'm going to do it right the way I see fit. And whether it's right or wrong, I'm going to live by that principle. You know I mean? And every, every GM makes mistakes, right? So that could be waiting too long to make a move. That could be making a move too soon. But they're going to make the, the decision at the time to, to do it best for them. What's for them at the time. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's fair. I mean, I think it's the impatience, think- and it's what you mentioned. It's the time that the team has been out of the playoffs that I think people just want a, a knee jerk move. And is it knee jerk? Yeah. I mean, fuck. How well, many was the last time we made a deadline deal to to make the team better <laughs> to down the stretch? I, I, it's been it's been a dozen years. So yeah. Well, let me ask you this: you're 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 fast forwarding twenty games from now. Right now we're at 47 games. We're a little over half halfway mark. Um, we we have three games in hand and sit three points out of a playoff spot. Okay. Favorable. I like they have to like where they're at. 40 game, 47 games right now. You fast forward to 67 games. This team is in the same position, the same spot, three points out of a wild card spot with some games in hand. Do you look to make a move to make this team stronger or do you go with what you have in the lineup? Because you're going to allow the kids to either, um, you know, it, it's valuable. It's valuable, valuable, valuable experience to let them ride it out. No. Well, I mean, I mean, like, and I'm not Listen, if trade deadline is March third. The trade deadline is March third. Okay, and as and, the, and after March third, the Sabers are going to have like I think twenty some odd games. There's no guarantee that making us a, a deal at the deadline is going to help you down that stretch of the last twenty some odd games. And let me tell you something. You know who the first game is after the deadline when you're trying to rebuild all that new chemistry. Tampa Bay Lightning, then the Edmonton Oilers, then the New York Islanders, then the Dallas Stars, then the New York Rangers, then the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Washington Capitals. Then you might catch a break with Philly. So, so the, the point being, right, is everyone loves deadline talk, deadline moves. Everyone loves free agency moves and talk. How much of it actually percentage-wise pays off for a team. You know what I mean? Like, how much does it move the needle? How many teams at the deadline or at 
they're trying to push their team over the edge and they don't win or they don't advance or they don't make it. You know, like it's not a sure thing. Like you say, PD, it's not a sure thing to go out and sign a $10 million guy at free agency that he's going to make your team any better. And it's not a sure thing to make a deadline move that your team's going to be any better. So I don't know, buyer beware in those instances. The only benefit that I can see to making a deal like that, and I know we're we're ways away from the deadline, but the team's sitting one one spot out of a uh, out of a playoff spot. So I mean, you have to start to try to think about, you know, heading into the the uh, All Star break. You know what the what the plan's going to be after your week long break, right? But there is something to be said for bringing a guy in at the deadline, having him get that time here, get acclimated, get familiar with the team, the city, the travel. And then all of a sudden, well, the travel, I mean, that's a, that's a weak point, but I'll throw it in there anyway. But, you know, <laughs> fucking travel the same. <laughs> from Buffalo? Like, are you well, okay, Jim, but if you're not, you're not out west, you're not out west, you're not oh, yeah? Dallas, you're not Winnipeg. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I only played for two teams in the east. I played for Buffalo and New Jersey, and the travel was significantly different. Significantly different. Oh, he, 100%, New, New Jersey, Jersey bus yeah. to Rangers, How bus to Islanders, exactly. bus to Philly. You know, like you're home in 30 minutes on a flight from Pittsburgh. I mean, it is the but that's easiest. Three teams, that's three teams in the league. You know what I mean? Like that's right. the Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and maybe four. You can put the the Flyers in there. Well, but that's like, why I wanted to make the point. Travels and when, not, I, when I was yeah, in San oh, Jose. <laughs> when I was in San Jose, we had to fly <laughs> into Oakland. Up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had you had the curfew in San Jose. Yeah, we had the curfew, and our plane wasn't uh, up to standard, so we always had to fly into Oakland, which is about an hour plus away, get off the plane in Oakland, take a bus to the airport in San Jose, and they'd drop us off there to get our cars. And then we'd have to yeah. drive 45 minutes home. It all was those, all those rich people well, in Orange County, eh? Or wherever, or Cal- or the not Orange County, but uh, Silicon Valley. They don't want anybody, yeah. they don't want to be bothered. After eleven, well, we it, every everyone deals with it, right? Stupid like, money out there, Montreal, man. Montreal, we had to clear customs ninety percent of the time. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a pain in the ass. You know, coming back, it was easier, but like leaving, we'd have to go and sit in the regular, regular line. You know what I mean? Clearing customs. Yeah. Well, it's that's all hassle. I meant. Yeah. You know I mean? So my my point was get so, acclimated, get familiar with the city, and then start uh, fresh next year without. Having, you know, you got your house all taken care of and your living yes. arrangements in the off season. So you're not brought in on like July 15th. Then you got to have a place ready to go by September. You know what I mean? So there's, there are benefits there, to it, but to me, it's more about There's been times when it's, when it's paid off, like it paid off for us in New Jersey. We acquired Langenbrunner and Neuendijk the year before at the deadline when we won the cup the next year. You know what I mean? Like they came in, we made playoffs. We lost out to Carolina, I think, that year. So it didn't pay off that year, but they were on multi-year deals. And you know what? The next year is when it really hit its stride and those guys paid yeah. off. You know, like, so it, it certainly is something to be said about that, PD, right? Like, it's not an immediate effect to the team. It may help you long-term to be in there, be settled, get get acclimated to the team, coaching area, whatever you want to travel, whatever you want to put on the list of things, PD. I'll take that as a... That's a good point that I made. Riv, yeah. you, you, what are yeah. you going to say, Riv? You look like you're chomping at the bit. No, I was just going to say, I don't think Kevin Adams right now is interested in giving away assets for a short-term fix. 
I think he'd rather stick with uh, what has been built internally. Um, and, you know, he he probably might tinker slightly with this roster, roster but um, I don't think that he's looking to make a move that is going to be a short-term fix for one year and give away assets. If he's going to make no. a move, it is going to be a significant move that you'll see this player in a Sabres lineup for years to come. Yeah, he's not doing any rental options right no. now. He, he's no. not in the rental market. Gio, any concern for you with the uh, All-Star break timing? I mean, the team's going well. I mean, I know they have a couple games left on this trip, and then they have Carolina before the All-Star break, but does the... Does the when's, there, when's the... Uh, next weekend, not this I, weekend. I, I, February, I should know this. No, no, it's February 3rd, 4th, yeah, 5th week. But when's their uh, bye week also? Um... Do they do is that, that still, up? or have they already had that? They have a little—I don't know—little time off. The, the, this last four weeks has been a nightmare for them. I'll tell you that much, and they've handled things pretty damn well considering the schedule. Four games a week for the last three, four weeks is—that's a tough grind right there. Yeah, I, I think I, it's going to be very important these last three games. PD was saying that um, there's three games before they they end. Um, and go into the, the all-star break. They have uh, Winnipeg, Minnesota, two teams that they've already beaten. Okay. And, and they are going to be hungry to come out against this team. And then you play Carolina at home to, to uh, go into the all-star break. Carolina is not an easy team, play, team to play against. Um, so three games in hand, they have on the Washington capitals. They need to try and figure out, you know, how, like, man, if they could win at least two out of three, oh, it would be incredible in these next three games. And that's the risk, right? Like, that's the risk with going into a long break is that you lose some momentum, you you lose some of your vibe. But, I mean, coming off the stretch they're on right now, I think they're going to be looking forward to this long little weekend break, you know, half a week, week, whatever it ends up being. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, what do you think Don I Granato was saying to this team going into the all-star break when he has a conversation with the boys, you know, what is, what is his message? Like, I think, I think like you said, if you can get two of these next three going into the break, that's a hell of a start to jumpstart yourself going into that. I don't want to call it second half, but coming down the stretch. Um, you're feeling pretty good about things. You definitely don't want to limp into it. You know, you want to have some momentum going in. So I think he, if they do, if if they are two and three, two out of three of the next games going in, I think he is continuing to do what he's doing and saying, listen, we're having a great year. We are, we're doing things right. Let's continue this. We have a shot to be in the, in the conversation and we're pushing for playoffs. I think that's his message going into the all-star break is get your mindsets around this next stretch because we're making a push for playoffs. I think you that's remember, do you remember your saying. all-star breaks? You remember those three, four days? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Excuse me, Ron, are you listening? <laughs> no. I remember the well, all-star that's what, breaks. That's what, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is if you, if you go in, winning two out of these next three, that's the conversation. Hey, boys, I understand this is a good time to relax and have some fun, 
but we have a real chance to make playoffs. So take care of yourselves over these four or five days. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't have a chance to make the playoffs. Does that, does that sink the, into the, the younger team in the league, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the room is like. I'm not in that room. But yeah. Pat Burns would always say, don't go falling in a fucking puddle this weekend. Well, you don't think Kevin Adams is going to mention something to the to the team before they go away and talk about responsibility yeah, and it's it's yeah, professionalism. Sure. It's right? it's these I mean, these young men have done something something pretty good up to this point. They've given them a, themselves a chance, which which they're going to have you know thirty thirty two games left in the year. It's a track. It's it's a track race, man. I mean, it's a race. And you have to be consistent and be at the top of your game. And in order to you, when you come back from these four or five days of, of, you know, letting down your hair a little bit and enjoying yourself, it's to make sure that there is a common thought in your mind amongst the entire group that if we can take care of ourselves a little bit more than maybe what you, what you, you know, thought we would, (laughs) it might give you an upper hand moving into the second half of the year. Second half of the year is the grind, right? It's the grind. The body mentally and physically are going to have aches and pains and you're going to need everything. You're going to need everything. You're going to need all the players on this team. It's not just Tage Thompson has to continue to be a super stud and and Rasmus Dahlin. It's you need an entire team to make the playoffs and everybody is going to count. I got it. But I think these are the times that show a team's maturity too, right? Like where they are on the spectrum of being a good or a great team, how they respond in moments like this. Do they take it and see that, you know, they have this big opportunity in front of them, take care of themselves? Or are they like, hey, screw this. We're we're having a good year. I'm going to go have some fun and get back to it. You know, so this is a, a big maturity check for this for this team. I feel like uh, I feel like if the Sabers make the playoffs, I think they knock the Bills off the pedestal as the big team in town. I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> well, the way the way the Bills season ended with that no, game, yep. You know no, what I mean? Like I, no. I, they made the playoffs. All of a sudden, there's buzz around the Sabers, and everyone's got to go. Oh my God! The Bills yeah, instantly was, become chumps if the Sabers make the playoffs, yeah. man. It's I was I was I was at that game too, man. It was oh, there was nothing to cheer for, man. It was boring, wasted, wasted. Sorry. No, it, no, it's I I believe what I'm saying. Like I think people are so pissed off at the Bills that it, it, listen, hey, <laughs> you can't walk around town saying that the Miami Dolphins game is a bye week. That's strike one. Strike one. Yeah. And that's a mindset. Okay. I'm no champion. Okay. But I I play one on the podcast. And (laughs) all I'll say is you can't walk around fans, players, anyone saying, oh, two is not playing. It's a bye week. We're going to. And then you shit the bet against the Dolphins. You barely win. And that was the table setter for the Bengals. I'm sorry. It was. I, I I think listen, a lot goes into it, right? Like they, they had a shitty year as far as adversity and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's listen, I still think they're a really good team and they're gonna have a chance at championships, but 
I don't disagree with you. If the Sabres get into the playoffs this year, holy shit, you'll be seeing Sabres stuff and Bills stuff getting taken down. <laughs> it's so yeah. true, man. It's so true. What do they call it? Sabres Mafia. Let's go. Mount up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what did you think just about the handling of Vancouver and Bruce Boudreaux and everything and all how, how that all went? I don't know. I don't have much of an opinion on the matter except pro sports and shit. Pro sports is harsh, eh? I mean, like, listen. Yeah, and, that's and, right. Like, there, there's no way around it. And I think the people that, 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 are naive to the sense that you think it's a business. I don't care what you say. And you are a piece of meat. You are just an asset to be used and, and discarded. You know, like as harsh as that sounds, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not dated thinking. It's not, it's the reality of the situation of pro sports. It's a win mentality. And if you're not helping the team win, then you're, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's. Un- I suppose you may have good intentions that you're like you want to take care of the human and the person, but we're, there's only so many people that can do that. It's the elite of elite to be a player coach in this league, and so that's a harsh reality. I think it is yeah, what it is. I hear you, and I suppose you know. Yeah, it would have been nice if they handled a little bit differently. I, but at the end of the day, I, don't, I, I don't feel sorry I, for a guy that's making two million dollars not to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how you change it though, right? Like you can say you want to change it, but I don't know how you change sports culture in the sense that that there's there's no way around it, right? Like Yeah, well, Tockett Tockett had a good first game against the Hawks. Obviously, it was the Hawks when they got their ass kicked against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, the Hawks are a glorified American Hockey League team. Like, I mean with with Patrick Kane on it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the, the entire team should be in the minors, uh, except the, for like literally five guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awful. Uh, um, I got a question for you guys. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm again. I'm not a big uh, NHL All Star uh, guy. Watching the game, watching the skills competition. No, my kids love it. Okay, my kids enjoy it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, NHL is uh, highlighting uh, three new events. Did you guys see those? No, uh, I, I was not. hoping you weren't going to bring them up. So they have Splash Shot, Kitchen Puck, and Tendy Tandem. You want to tell everybody what those are? I don't really know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Splash Shot. Don't just read shot. the fucking headlines, Riv. <laughs> I don't want to read the headlines. I will give you a little Cole's notes on it. But uh, the uh, splash shot is you're uh, dividing uh, players into four teams of two. Uh, Players are required to hit all targets before attempting to dunk their opponents. The winners being the one to dunk his opponent first. I mean, what dunking what water? Well, well, no, yeah, it's it's got to be like uh, what do you call those things you have at the party? The fucking dunk tanks. You mean I got? You're gonna have hockey players sit in hockey equipment and you're getting dunked in that. I have no idea. We'll find out. Pretty this soon. is so stupid. Okay, great. Now, John Tortorella. John Tortorella. I'm super excited. Because right. I'm super excited. I don't care what anyone says. Because you have a night off. I think you do the classic. Yeah, you do the classic shit. You do the breakaway, a real breakaway, not a not a fancy breakaway, a real breakaway challenge. You do a hardest shot. You do an accuracy shooting. 
you do the fastest skater and be and have a normal fucking game and be done with it. Like it is what it is. Like there's not. You're literally taking the coolest athletes on the planet and making them look like fucking knobs. What do hockey players like to do in their off time? Drink? Well, they used to. They like to play golf. They like to play golf. So the next one is the pitch and puck. We'll have players combined with their hockey and golf skills on a par four uh, golf hole featuring uh, an island green. Six players will participate. The winner being uh, the one who successfully sinks the puck or ball, which I don't know what that means, into the hole with the fewest shots. Well, that just sounds like golf, right? <laughs> well, yeah, um, I mean, it's... <laughs> well, so I, they're, I think they're, instead of getting... What are we doing here? Crazy with this, yeah, I think instead of getting all crazy with this bullshit, if you want to do something different, I don't know, like, just thinking, like, off the top of my head, you know, you know, does that... you? To know do perfect, you know what I mean? Have oh you yeah, seen do perfect like yeah. trick shot shit. Love you know those I mean? guys. Like, okay, so if you want to do something, you want to highlight these guys. You want to highlight their personality. Do a an all sports. You know what the all sports challenge is? Where they go to a golf golf course, right? Rivs. You got like a yep. frisbee. Yep. You got a, a football. You got a soccer ball. You got a, a tennis. And you you use all these things to get down the thing. But that's going to highlight personality. It doesn't have to do with hockey. You know I mean, but you're 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 following these guys as people, as personality. You see their personality come out. I I say ditch the hockey, quote unquote hockey aspect of it, and just do a like a skills challenge that way. Like do a trick shot challenge. Do a and and get their not hockey trick shot. You know what I mean? Like do a fucking basketball thing or something. I don't know. Like so listen to this one. And, and this is the third on one, it, right? Like do something like that where you're highlighting your all stars in a in a challenge like that yeah i don't know so the first one one. we're the the first one we're dunking we're trying to dunk players into a dunk tank the second one is players are using their golf skills to play a par four golf course and how many uh shots it takes to get in the hole the third one is tendy tandem Eight goaltenders will work in tandem, one shooting on the other in net. So the Central will go against the Pacific and Atlantic will go against the Metro. Shooting, uh, the shooting goaltender from the division will take a shot from a designated mark and will be rewarded three points if the shot goes in the hole, two points if it hits the in net target, and zero if it misses the net. Holy shit balls. Here's the question. Instead of sitting here and talking about how stupid these are, can we talk about the people that come up with them? These ideas. And then and then and, and then not only that, not only that, because I, listen, I, I, I can appreciate more than anything out of the box thinking. I appreciate out of the box thinking. I do. But the people that approve the out of the box ridiculousness, they're the ones that should be fired, not the ones coming up with what? these ideas. Is I would love to know. The stupid ones that were brought up. Well, that's if it. these, are, if these that, are your these are the three ones that, that you're picking, holy crap, man! What is going on, NHL? Embarrassing. It, the All Star well, Game used to be so cool. Fastest skater, hardest shot, accuracy, relay, and the breakaways. And then there was the one year yep. where they added the thing where the goalies shot it from their own end over like a little barricade to try to get it in the net. I I mean, I could appreciate that. I mean, 
guys like Berdur that could snap the puck like a player. But this is just it's just fucking ridiculous. It's just it's ridiculous. And I don't even care. Like it's not for me. Apparently it's for the kids. But like I just Yeah. I I I think like Rivs, right? Like you like do this that is the like equivalent of the fashion show and slap shot. Like these players should be like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I'm going to fucking flash them, Gary. I'm going to flash them. And every, every one of those women are going to be running for the exits with the exception of my wife. Like this is, this is unacceptable. Like you are making hockey players look like fucking losers. They show no personality. They show all disinterest when they're on there. The thing last year where they were saucing pucks under those circles in the Vegas Fountain, that was the dumbest thing I've seen the NHL do, and they've done a lot in the last 30 years. Yeah, I agree. It's just this is I agree. absolutely but this like, is just, but, but like, we're taking some of like, the Rick, like I watched this documentary on Netflix, and tennis players and golfers are fucking cooler now than hockey players are because what the NHL makes these players do. They herd them around I, I like cattle it, yeah. and they fucking try to grow the game content let's be influencers fuck off and let them be cool hockey players no but that, that's the ribs's point these are the best ideas that came out of it like they were looking at 10 ideas and these are the best ones that came out of it like and that's i think like that that sauce or whatever like you're talking about the circle sauce or whatever last year i think part of the problem is you're sticking guys that don't necessarily know each other and you're expecting their personalities to come out in a 30 second clip do some homework and figure out a couple guys that are buddies that are like hometown buddies that have been hanging around each other for a while so now they can banter back and forth you know what i'm saying like you know what they need to do me if you get me with someone that i don't know it's gonna be boring as shit but you get me and ribs together you get me and you pd together you're gonna get better personality coming out for each of those players you need to find two guys so that love to have some, some beers homework. play some play some as the kids call it these days some chell maybe you throw a bong on the table and you watch them play <laughs> each other head to head in some hockey because that's the only way you're going to get personality out because that's what these kids like to do or mic them up yeah. and send them out to the bar that's the only other thing yeah. i'd want to do uh to see hockey players do not these stupid challenges Thanks for I am watching an Alex Ovechkin. And if you if people haven't seen this, don't is this when he has go and look up the the Alex Ovechkin shootout 2009 NHL All-Star competition. And you're it's just like, what are you doing? Is that when he had the right hand stick and the left hand stick and the sombrero and the sunglasses? And he missed like a whole bunch of breakaways. He tripped on one. You have to go and watch it. It's just, you well, know, you got, you God, got, you I got hate Alex the All-Star Ovechkin, game. Who could be the leading, all-time leading goal scorer in league history. And he's going to have that clip of him in a sombrero. You know what Gretzky's worst clip was? Your all-time. Gretzky's worst clip in hockey was his fight with Phil Sykes. That's it. <laughs> you got Alex Ovechkin putting on a sombrero. Like, look at where the game has gone, man. The game has gone. Just, uh, I'm sure they were saying that about a dirtless Dretzky in a commercial, though, too. Like, what is he doing? But every era has their moment, right? This is just ours. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll end it on that. I just, I have no idea. All right. But uh, yeah. on that note, what else is on your mind? Gio, anything? Where are I got you? nothing, bud. No. 
I am in Youngstown, Ohio. My son was uh, asked to come out and practice with the Youngstown Phantoms for the week. So that's where uh, I am right now, out in Youngstown, watching. Uh, they're doing a power play PK because they play tomorrow. So he's doing a whole lot of sitting on the bench right now watching. But Well, if he needs any advice on that, I can, I'm happy to walk him through it. <laughs> how to shuffle the right way where to where to be listen that was the best time the that was the... do you want to do you want to be do you want to be in the middle or you want to be the bookend you want to know the uh the greatest words like yeah a fourth or fifth line guy can hear in practice all right power play everybody on the bench <laughs> <laughs> my day's over Hey, hey, I got I got twenty minutes here till Jeep wraps his friggin' arms around me, and we go and yeah, we go and have a little. That's, that's unless they 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 want you to be the pre scout PK and just eat bucks in the power play one time. Oh uh, yeah, you know where I had to stand. Yeah, you know, I had like to stand the fourth in front line of, guy. Go stand in front. <laughs> I had to stand in front of. Uh, I had to. I was taking away the Ovechkin spot for Al Kotalik, and. You want to know one guy that had a hell of a shot that had no idea where it was going? That was him. Yeah. And he did not care who was standing in front of him in practice. <laughs> well, I told you that story one time about uh, Richard Zetnik. Okay, we were doing power play, and Andre Markov and Sheldon Surrey were our two power play defensemen. Andre Markov, who was a left-handed shot, insane passer. Okay. Um, would always just uh, send one timers passes over to Sheldon Surrey. And Sheldon Surrey at the time, I think he scored 26 goals that year. Um, and they were just, I don't know how many scored on the power play. They were epic scud missile bombs on net. And Surrey shot to score. Didn't matter where who was in front of the net. He was ripping hundred plus mile an hour one timers bar down from the point. Yeah. And Richard Zetnik was our net front presence. And one practice with Michelle Terrian, he basically just said, fuck it, not going in front, not going in front. Meanwhile, Surrey's <laughs> literally missling a hundred mile, mile an hour slap shots on net. And uh I could I could see I'm... Michelle Terrian skating down the skating down the ice saying, get back in front of the net. And Zetnik's like, no, not doing it. And they were literally arguing on the ice. And he refused to go in front of the net. <laughs> and I'm going to tell did, you right now, did Surrey did not throw any him. by his ears? Yeah, no way. Every in shot practice? was by his ears. Yes, in yep. practice, every single shot was nightmare. whistling. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yep. And I wouldn't have wanted to do it either. You know, in a game, you're going to stand there. You're going to take your lumps. You're going to do what you have oh, well, to yeah, do. But you take you practice, eat one right off the teeth if it goes in. But yeah. but, but but in 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 the game. You're seeing one or two of those a game. You know what I mean from Surrey? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, in but in practice, a game, it might hit somebody seeing, else. You're too. seeing, yeah, exactly. But you're seeing 20 of them in practice, back to back to back to back. The odds of getting hit are pretty damn good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and that's why I look at yeah, I look I at uh, I look at Zednik, and I was like, you know what, man? I said I totally I, understand where you're coming from because I, I would not be sitting guy. there anyway. And practice was a, I hated practice, power play practice when I was in that front guy. Hated it. Hated it. Well, yeah. Because that's what exactly would happen. You'd get hit with something. Yeah. No matter Any, what. Anything bar down for you is like right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's still on net and it's right off my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
You Fuck went top corner, Gio. <laughs> I can't blame him. It was on net. You know, what are you going to do? It was, what a dick. He, he shot at his glove, Gio. He still caught you in the beak. 